Hello and welcome to the Confident Choices podcast. I'm your host, Claudia, aka Party Girl Claudes, and I approach wedding planning how I approach life with detail, practicality, and with confident choices. This is the podcast where we deep dive into everything weddings and beyond. So, with that, let's get into today's episode. I'm just going to preface this episode by saying that I I'm really sorry if you hear any construction in the background, and I'm also really sorry if you hear my two cats and my dog. They're all in the room with me recording. Um, If I leave them outside, they just are incredibly annoying. So you might hear them walking around, having a little chat. Um, If you hear that, then I'm really sorry. (laughs) Okay, so on today's episode, we're going to be discussing conflict because it is confidence hour on on this beautiful friday we're going to be talking about conflict we're going to be talking about family pushback we're going to be talking about kids at weddings we're going to be talking about my magic formula for dealing with conflict we're going to be talking about friend pushback um, when they're not invited to your wedding this is a big one this is one that i get questions on all the time i'm currently creating a document that is hopefully going to help you guys um with this sort of stuff because I've had a lot of experience in uh, family conflict with my wedding and I have a lot of experience with friend conflict, not only with my wedding, but with my clients as well. So with that, let's actually get into the episode. You can't be everything to everyone. And I think that is probably one of the most important messages for anybody listening is you can't be everything for everyone. At the end of the day, it's your wedding you decide who comes and whatever anybody else says is their problem. Okay, cool. Episode done. Thanks for listening. Bye. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) When you inevitably start creating your guest list, and we're talking about family here, when you inevitably start planning for your guest list, your family will obviously have people that they want to invite. Your friends will have people that they want to bring, for example, a plus one. Again, it's not your responsibility to have them there if you don't want them there. Now, it's very difficult to deal with family pushback. Your family are going to be emotional. They're going to be maybe perhaps short-fused. They're going to be stubborn. And I think what's really important to remember is your family, regardless of the fact that you're a fully grown adult, you're getting married, you have responsibilities, you are responsible for yourself – they will still look at you like you are a child. They will still look at you like they are the the authoritarian, I think I said it right, authoritarian figure and you are the child. Therefore, you have to listen to whatever they say. We know that to not be the case. And if you have a family that has completely respected your wishes and you, you're having exactly who you want and they listen to you and that's great, then this pro- podcast probably isn't for you. But if you do have a family that are not on board, that are being difficult, um, that are being unfair, then then you might not like what I have to say next. My biggest piece of advice is you need to pick your battles. They're going to be emotional. You're going to be emotional. You need to pick your battles. So, for example, if your grandma wants you to wear her wedding bracelet or her wedding earrings and she's not going to budge, let her have it for the ceremony. But if you, if you, if your family want to have, you know, Uncle Tom who hits on young girls, 
you have every right to say no. But keeping in fact, keeping in mind the fact that your family are going to be emotional and you're going to be emotional, you're both going to be short fused, you're both going to be stubborn and they think of you as a child. This is my recommendation for mitigating that stress and mitigating keeping those relationships together because you, the responsibility of the wedding planning is on you until people want to insert their two cents. The responsibility of the wedding planning is not going to fall on anybody else. You are for some reason as, you know, as the couple seen as the conflict resolution people, you're seen as the troubleshooting people, you're seen as the organizers, the event managers, the guests, the everything, you guys are everything. So picking your battles is really important because if you don't, you're going to get into a position where you're frustrated, you're angry, there's potential tension in your family because you are seen as... (laughs) You are seen as these people that are on a pedestal that's going to do everything, but on the same token, you guys are still the children and you guys should listen to your parents no matter what. So this is how I've dealt with conflict resolution within my family with this kind of formula that I've created once I realized the pattern that I was creating for myself. This is going to be a hard one. Um, The first step is to show empathy and compassion. Now, when your parents are making a request like this of you, What they're really saying without saying it is, these people are really important to me. I want to show you off as my child. You're getting married and I want them there because I want them there, not because you want them there. So having empathy and compassion first off makes a huge difference. There's a lot of self-reflection that goes into this. There's a lot of self-control that goes into this. I'm going to whiz through these and then I'm going to explain them. The second part of the formula is to sit on the decision for a day or two. Don't talk to them about it, just sit on the decision. We're going to do like a mock scenario in a moment. The third part of the formula is to come back and provide examples as to why this person or these people should not or cannot attend the wedding. And you want to provide them with a solution, which is the last part is providing a solution, providing an option. Let's create a scenario here. Let's say your, your family member has called you and said, why isn't Uncle Tom invited to the wedding. Now you may know Uncle Tom as somebody who's creepy or he's a drunk or there's some other conflict in the family that you know of and you don't feel comfortable having him there. So the scenario might go something like this. Your family member calls you and says, look, Claudia, why isn't Uncle Tom coming to the wedding? I've just seen your guest list and I'm not happy about it. The way that you would approach that and you, in your mind, you're already angry. You're already ready for a fight. Your body's already gone into fight or flight mode and you're like ready to defend yourself, ready to be defensive, ready to be combative. Take a deep breath and realize in yourself that this person's not attacking you. They might be, but in your mind, you need to rationalize it and say, this person's not attacking me. This person's just asking me a question. This person also really wants Uncle Tom there. However, I don't want Uncle Tom there. I don't need to be defensive right now. I just need to be empathic for the fact that this person loves Uncle Tom, but I don't. So the situation might go like this. They've asked you, you're already like ready to go. You think to yourself, is this really worth a fight? First of all, if it is, then yes, keep going. If it is, then you say, look, family member, I know that we absolutely want, everybody wants Uncle Tom there. 
I can appreciate that this is a difficult decision that you may have had to read. I'm sorry that I didn't tell you earlier. I would like to have Uncle Tom there. However, there are some circumstances surrounding him that I don't feel 100% comfortable with. But I want you to let me sit on the decision for a little while. And I'm going to come back to you in a couple of days. Let me consult with my partner. Let me consult with my the rest of the family. And let me get back to you in a couple of days. I don't want to make any decisions now. Let's reduce the stress and I'll talk to you in a little bit. Okay, have a great day. See you later. Now, you might be burning inside. You might be so fucking angry that you're just like, how dare they even ask me if he's going to come? He's such a creep. He's such a weirdo. He's ruined every family, blah, 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 blah. Every family, like, you know, get together. Like, it's been horrible to have him around. I don't want him anywhere. Now, that's fine. You said to this person, you've kept your cool, right? You've kept your decorum. You've kept your grace. You've kept your confidence. You've been confident without being arrogant, without being combative. You, you have just reduced your stress because if you were to go the alternate route and go, he's not fucking coming to my wedding. That's it. That per- that other person on the other end of the line is going to go, oh yeah, she's fighting with me now. Cool. This is now a fight. And that's going to permeate because, you know, auntie Sally is going to call auntie Rhonda and start going, do you know how Claudia spoke to me on the phone, blah, blah, blah. And it's going to, it's going to cause a ripple effect. But if you are confident, self-assured, relaxed and calm, no, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm just going to get back to you in a couple of days. They're just going to be like, okay, no worries. She's going to get back to me. It's a completely different situation. If the person on the phone is really combative to you, just be like, look, I'm really sorry. I'm just in the middle of something. I'm going to give you a call back because if they're being super emotional, there's nothing you can do about it. You can only control yourself, but you just need to exit the situation. Now, the second phase is in the mock call. We discussed that I'm going to come back to you in a couple of days. So sit on the decision for a couple of days. Think about it. Think about if it's worth, again, picking your battles. Talk to your partner about it. You know, he's your confidant or she's your confidant or they are your confidant. So talk to them about it. Make sure that um, you guys are on the same page. Discuss the situation. Sit on the decision. Maybe talk to a really good member of the family um, about the situation. Just sit on it for a couple of days because as you do that, the emotion starts to subside and you can't make um, you can't make decisions when you're super emotional. So let the emotions subside. Take a breath. Think about it for a couple of days and go back to them. Now, when you go back to them, now, when you go back to them, I I don't want you to think about like, this is about making somebody else's life easier or whatever. This is really about protecting you and your mental health. This is about protecting your, um, your livelihood, like your, your wedding, like this is about protecting yourself. So coming at this from an empathic point of view and a compassionate point of view, um, can make a world of difference in the fight or flight, the family tensions, all the things. So you come back to them, provide them examples as to why. Say that the conversation might go something like this. Hi, auntie, whatever family member. Um, look, my partner and I have discussed it for a few days and we've thought about, do you remember how, you know, Uncle Tom, when we were at you know, Sarah's christening and he got super, super wasted and he had to be escorted out. Well, that was really, really difficult for all of us. Don't you think? Well, yeah, it was really difficult. Okay. Well, do you remember when we were at blah, 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 and this happened and it was really bad and the family talked about it for ages? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. That was also really bad. Okay, cool. Um, I would prefer not to have that as a repeat at my wedding. And 
I don't think that that cost is going to financially align with us and that stress is going to financially align with us. Um, We don't have the capacity to have somebody else. And look, auntie, uncle, um, if we were going to replace that spot, I think it would be better for us to replace it with somebody else. Now that is, that's that last part. That last part is the last phase is of the formula, which is to provide them with a solution. Look, I don't want this person here because X, Y, Z. Do you agree? If they say no, well, um, not sure how I'm going to help you here, but if they say yes, well, then you can go in to provide them with a solution. The solution is, I think that we should replace that person with X, Y, Z, this family member or this friend, or, um, could we potentially have him at the engagement party or at the let's, why don't we invite him to the recovery day lunch or the rehearsal dinner because he's family, something like that, provide them with a solution. Now, if you get total hundred percent pushback on this, if you get like, no, he's coming no matter what, he's coming no matter what, he's coming no matter what, I'm going to pay for him. I'm going to pay for him to be there. If you're worried about money, I'm going to pay for him. Then what I have to say to that is that person is not respecting your boundaries. That person does not respect your wedding or your relationship. That person does not respect the other family because it's not just about your family. It's about your partner's family. It's their wedding as just as much as it is your family's wedding. What you need to say to them is, and it doesn't matter how close this person is to you, you have to be confident and self-assured because if that person is going to disrespect you and the biggest day of your life thus far, you are well within your rights to say to them, you know what? If you want to be with Uncle Tom, you can be with Uncle Tom elsewhere. Neither of you are going to come to the wedding if you are going to act like this. I don't want him there. My partner doesn't want him there. So if you're going to disrespect me and cross my boundaries and disrespect my boundaries, then you can also take a fucking hike. I'm sorry, but it's just true. You don't you don't deserve to be disrespected like that. I have had the same problem with um, my dad. So my dad's not never been around. He's not around. Um, and he kind of assumed that he was going to be at my wedding. I haven't spoken to him since 2016. It's that's eight years ago. And he thought, this is hilarious, that he was going to walk me down the aisle. I'm like, you, my friend, are literally a sperm donor at this point. You do not have any say in who is walking me down the aisle. You are not coming to my wedding. And I had other family members say, well, if he's not coming, I'm not coming. And I said, all right, don't come. And nine times out of 10, They were like, okay, fine, we'll come, but we won't say anything else about your dad. Great, cool. Because once you start, once you put that in front of them and go, if if you 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 can go, you can you can also not just be at the wedding as well if you want to. If you're going to keep pushing this, you're going to be out too. That like nine times out of ten, they're going to come back to you and go, okay, fine, I'll shut up. So don't don't let people walk all over you. It's your freaking wedding, man. Like you're paying for it. It's your wedding. So I hope that part was valuable. We're going to we're going to move into the next part which is kids. Kids at weddings. Now if you don't want kids at, at your wedding, we're not having kids at our wedding. Um it can be super difficult because when you're a parent and there might be parents listening, but you just kind of forget that people exist without you. You just kind of think I am in this boat, you're in it with me. Whereas like it it doesn't have to be like that at all. I would tell you to f- to um, follow the same formula, be empathic, sit on the decision, come back and provide them examples as to why and provide them with a solution. Now, the examples as to why you're not having kids, would you take them to a nightclub? No, seriously, would you take them to a nightclub? It's adult only. 
it's the opposite of a nightclub in the fact that it's very quiet, it's very relaxed, it's very prim and proper. Would you take them to a nightclub where there's only alcohol being served? Would you take them? If their answer is no, then they're not coming to a wedding. If they're adamant and your family are adamant that your sister's kids have to be there or your brother's kids have to be there or these these kids have to be there, whatever, then you can say to them because, okay, there is literally nothing worse than a baby screaming and crying during your ceremony. You want all attention on you guys. There is absolutely nothing, nothing worse than having a skid, a kid, a skid, a kid screaming and crying. So you can definitely offer them a solution and say, look, you're welcome to pay for a babysitter for the duration of the ceremony. And we would be happy to have them at the reception. And if they don't want to pay for a babysitter, well, that's kind of their bad. Because if that's the option that you're providing, if you're saying, hey, look, we don't want them at the ceremony. These are the reasons why we don't want them at the ceremony. Um, they're unpredictable. They're going to shit themselves. They're going to be annoying. They're going to scream and cry, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, with empathy and compassion, they're going to say that, not the way that I've said it. Um, yeah, but you can definitely hire a babysitter and for a couple of hours for the ceremony, and then you can have them at the reception if that's a better compromise for you guys. You don't have to have kids at a wedding. Like in our, you know, you can find heaps of templates online of how to tell people not to bring their kids, um, but you wouldn't take them to a nightclub. So why would you take them to a wedding? A wedding is an adult only affair, unless you have kids that are old enough to understand the, you know, the gravity of, of what they're, where they're going and what they're doing. And, you know, or unless you actually want kids there, if you want all the, you know, cousins and stuff there, then have them there. But if you don't, then this is, you know, follow the formula, give them a solution and provide them examples as to why. And I'm sure nine times out of 10, you won't have an issue. I have found that not inviting friends to my wedding is more difficult than not inviting family. For some people, it may be the other way around. But why I found it difficult is because my friends message each other. They talk to each other and they say, well, I didn't get invited. And it kind of becomes this like whole group chat thing where people start talking about it. And it it, it does feel really, um, I don't know, you feel kind of defeated. So the way that I've kind of dealt with it and I... I'm not afraid of conflict, but I prefer not to have conflict. Like I will never start a fight, but I will always, <laughs> I will always finish one. <laughs> so when you're talking to your friends about it and somebody's not been invited and because, you know, you have every reason not to, to invite whoever the hell you want, if somebody's going to push back on you and go, why didn't I get invited to your wedding? And they just want a genuine answer. Like, Hey, um, I didn't get an invite to your wedding. Like, have I missed something? And you can say to them, you know, whatever that reason may be, is it because they're not a good friend? Is it because they, you don't have the capacity to, if you are having a small wedding, let's say you have 30 people and you've got 15 of them is family and 15 of them are your closest friends, right? You, realistically, you should have already reached out to your extended friend group and say, Hey, look, this is the situation we're having for our wedding. We're having, it's very, very small. It's all we can afford. We hope you guys can understand. Most of the time they will. Any friend that doesn't understand why they haven't been invited, they weren't really a good friend to begin with. So, and what I mean by that is if somebody is going to call you and say, uh, ring, ring, um, hello, I didn't get an invite to your wedding. Like what the hell? Like what we've been so close for this many years and blah, 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 blah. Like, why didn't I get invited? You can be like, you can tell them the reason. And if they have pushback about it, they're ultimately not a good friend. They, anybody who is a true friend, who loves you for who you are, who adores you no matter what, is not going to say a damn thing when they're not invited to your wedding. They're going to be 
upset. They're going to be hurt. But if you love them, call them and say, hey, listen, like I'm going to send the invite soon. I want to, I just want to let you know that you're not going to get one. And this is why, whatever the reason might be. Most of the time it's for financial reasons. Again, you need to be confident. You need to remember that it's your wedding. It's your day. You deserve to have whatever you want. And if you can't afford to have somebody there, explain it to them. And if you can, and you don't want them there, then you don't have to explain shit. So kind of moving on to the last part. Um, I hope that this has been helpful so far. Moving on to the last part is plus ones. And it's usually friends that are asking for plus ones, not family, family, family. So plus ones are a difficult one because everybody wants to bring a plus one. I don't know why, but they do. Usually it's like people that they just started dating or whatever. Um, our rule for our wedding is if you, if I haven't known you for over a year, you're not coming to my wedding. I'm really sorry, but I, it's, it's costing me $300, $300 Australian dollars per head to have somebody at my wedding. Um, unless they're like really, really important to a really, really good friend of ours, we're not having any plus ones. So that's the rule. I advise you to pass that along to people and say, look, we would love to have this person here. However, because of the small nature of our wedding or because of the financial constraints, we've only allowed X amount of plus ones because we, one, know them. We know this plus one. We're friends with this plus one. We know them well enough to invite them to our wedding. And two, we've known this person for X amount of time. Um, Again, if you follow the formula of, you know, empathy, compassion, sit on the decision, come back and provide examples why, whether it's financial, whether it's the fact that you don't want anybody that you don't know there, da 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 da, and say to them, look, would you want somebody that you don't know at your wedding? And if they go, well, they're important to me, okay, cool. You you two can be together then. Don't come to the wedding. It's pretty much the same formula the whole way through. Um, but conflict resolution is a really difficult one. You need to have a lot of self-compassion. You need to understand the way that your mind works, what triggers you, what makes you feel small, who in your life is going to trigger you? Is it going to be your mum because she wants all her high school best friends there? Is it going to be your dad because he wants all his drinking buddies there? Is it going to be your friend Claire who just decides that she just brings a new, she has a new boyfriend every three months and she's definitely going to want to bring this new guy? Um, Is it going to be your friend of a friend Josh who gets really salty and has been talking shit about you and your partner that you haven't been um, invited to the wedding. It's ultimately, everything is ultimately your decision. And it's really difficult when people put you in that fight or flight and they put you in that situation because they're not empathic and compassionate to you. So in your mind, you might be thinking, well, why the hell should I be empathic and compassionate to them? The reason for that is not compassion for them. It's ultimately compassion for yourself. It's practicing self-compassion and going, I know that if I get into this fight with this person and I don't pick my battles correctly with this person, my mental health is going to suffer. I'm already under a lot of stress because of this wedding. I'm already at my capacity for bullshit with this wedding. I do not want to add to that for myself. I am going to follow this formula. I am going to let emotion subside so I can make the best clear judgment I possibly can. Because once you start getting into fights with people, once you start creating conflicts, it will not reflect badly on them for starting the conflict. For some reason, as the bride or the groom, you will be the target 
of the rest of the bullshit. It will be on you that you should have solved the problem. Why didn't you just have Uncle Tom at the wedding? Why didn't you just invite Auntie Claire? Like, why are you doing this? Why are you being this way? Why can't you just make an extra, how hard is it to make an extra seat at the table? Blah, blah, blah. That's not okay. And if people are not going to listen to you and which they won't, then you need to practice that self-compassion and just do what's right for you and your partner at the end of the day for your wedding. There is nothing worse than getting to a place with your family of all of this conflict and all of this stuff because you don't know how to deal with your own self-awareness, your own self-compassion. So practicing that in small ways and then in the bigger ways, and this can be really like, this is such a transferable skill, like not only with weddings, but with life in general. Like if people are making a request on you and you know, in your mind, you can feel your heart starting to get a bit tighter. You can feel you're getting a bit stressed. That's your body's way of telling you, I feel threatened in this moment and I'm getting emotional and we need to take a step back from this and work out what what am I being threatened of and how am I going to resolve this? Once you work through that emotion and let emotion subside, you'll be able to make clear decisions and confident decisions. You have to have tenacity. You have to have courage of conviction. You have to have empathy, kindness, compassion, goodwill, um, a clear mind in order to effectively plan a wedding, deal with conflict and resolve conflict. As I said it in the beginning and during throughout this, you are the start, the middle and the end and everything in between for everybody for this wedding. Taking that responsibility for yourself and protecting your own energy is invaluable to your wedding. Don't let people walk all over you. Don't let people disrespect you. And if people are going to do that, then you are well within your rights to say, I don't want you to come either. I hope that this podcast has been helpful today. I hope that you've gained a little bit of confidence and you are feeling well equipped to deal with all of the bullshit that gets thrown your way during your wedding planning. I have just released a free wedding checklist on my stand store. That's stand.store slash, oh, stand.store.com slash party your clothes. Jesus Christ. Um, and I still have my wedding, uh, my vow ebook up on there as well. Um, and I'm still doing TikTok. I'm still on Instagram. You can find me everywhere at Party Girl Claudes. Um, but I hope you have a really good day. This has been really nice talking to you. I really hope that I make sense. Sometimes I think I ramble, but I think it's because I'm recording a podcast for half an hour on my own. So <laughs> um, I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care. Look after yourselves. Don't let people walk all over you. You deserve better. And I just wanted to also say that I'm really sorry for not being that consistent with the podcasts. I'm still getting used to the balance of working full-time, creating content full-time, managing all of these different things and wedding planning on top of that. So be patient with me. I promise to get into more of a groove soon if you're really enjoying these podcasts. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Take care of yourselves and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.